Hello, Mamacitas. Welcome to our Natural Birth Co. podcast. My name is Amy. For those of you who don't know me, I am super excited sitting here in my podcast studio, drinking my coffee, doing a solo episode for you guys, which is not something I've done much of. However, they're going to become a lot more frequent. I'm going to try to actually do one podcast a week. And the solo ones are actually going to be live in our Facebook group. So in the show notes, there's a link there if you want to ever tune in live. But I'm super excited to be here and I'm super excited to bring um, these solo podcast episodes to you because I just feel like I have so much information and education I want to get out there. And I'm always having massive chats with my mamas um, before and after yoga and Pilates about their birth experiences, what it may have been, how they can prepare themselves sorry in the best way possible and I'm just super excited to be able to share this information um, more widely spread so specifically to today we're talking about posterior bubs and the myth of optimal optimal positioning and I have heaps of mamas actually at the moment coming through who are pregnant with their second babes and their first babes were definitely posterior positioned babes they're very much symptomatic of a posterior labor um, which we're going to talk about in future podcast episodes but they are asking me questions like why was my baby posterior how can I avoid having a posterior baby this time and if it's posterior again how can I labor better uh, this time to make it easier shorter um, not as painful all the things that we want labor to be labor is a beautiful thing but we don't want to linger in labor too long and that's one of my um, favorite sayings which is literally what we're all about here at Natural Birth Co is to allow you to have not only a beautiful birth experience but also a nice and efficient birth experience Um, not only for the sake of not lingering in labor too long but also to avoid interventions from um, um, inpatient healthcare professionals who aren't willing to wait. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Okay, so let's break this down from the start. So we used to think back in the day that there was one optimal fetal position for all babies. And this position was what we call LOA, so left occiput anterior. This means that the head is down and that the back is on the left anterior of the mama. So it's funny, this theory came up many, many, many years ago, back in the day. And we back then didn't have to have any evidence to go forward with the theory. We just came up with something that made logical sense and then we ran with it. And then quite often we're running with it until evidence these days proves otherwise because these days we are a lot more relied um, on evidence-based practice, which is just so good. So this theory of one optimal position is actually not backed by any research whatsoever. So Current research is actually showing that the optimal position for babies is individual to the mother that is carrying the baby, which makes complete sense. And I almost find it comical because 
we all up until recently, us midwives, thought that the optimal position was LOA. And now I'm looking back like, why and how did I think that there was one optimal position for every single baby when every single woman is a different shape, has a different shape pelvis, has a different birth, has a different um, experience completely. So it's interesting what we believe just because we're told um, and then when the truth actually comes out how we realize how ridiculous it actually was so anyways the current research is actually showing that the position of babes that is optimal is dependent on the individual woman now this is on heaps of different factors but what we pay attention to specifically natural birth co is the shape of the woman's pelvis and also the shape of her uterus so this can include things like um the woman, she might have a uterus that leans to the left or right or forward. She might have one of those bilobial uteruses. So that can be something that really changes um, a baby's optimal position. And on top of that as well is the shape of the pelvis, but the inlet of the pelvis specifically. Now, our birth workshop mamas will know exactly what I'm talking about here, but the inlet of the pelvis is essentially the shape of the entry point of the pelvis that Bobby's head will enter into. So how this um, is shaped will actually determine on the position of your babe for the optimal position. And in addition to that, with the sacral prominence, which is the space at the base of the spine just before the sacrum starts, the sacral prominence actually protrudes inwards into the pelvis from the spine. So this can um, quite significantly change the shape of your inlet as well, which the, again, there's neither good nor bad. It's just different and baby will naturally and intuitively resume the position that is optimal for your individual pelvis. Now, we have no idea what your pelvic shape is, and therefore we have no idea what the optimal position is for your individual babe. The only way to know would be to do an ultrasound scan literally at 40 weeks um, because the pelvic shape changes during pregnancy a lot, um, and we wouldn't do an ultrasound at that stage of pregnancy because it's quite bad for baby. So, we really need to lean into the fact of baby intuitively knows the optimal position to go to for your individual body. We really need to lean in and trust in that surrendering experience of the process of birth because we don't know what the optimal position is and we don't know what our pelvic shape is and where baby should be. So we need to trust in that. Now, the most common two positions that we find first-time mamas specifically um, their babies are in is LOA, which is the position I discussed before, and also ROP, which is right occiput posterior. So this means still head down, but the back is on the right posterior of mum. Okay, so this is what we would refer to as a posterior positioned babes. So this is something I want to make super clear is that the optimal position for your babe based on your individual pelvis can be a posterior position. Posterior position babes have really gotten a bad rap and it's often um, looked to be a negative position for baby to be in. And it's often looked to be the fact that, you know, maybe mom hasn't moved much in her pregnancy or has slouched or whatever. And we almost blame the woman for the fact that the babe's in the posterior position. However, it's no one's fault here some of the time. Some of the time it is actually the optimal position. You can do all the birth preparation in the world and still end up with a posterior baby. And that's a good thing because 
because that is your baby resuming the optimal position for you. So what this means, and we're actually in a separate podcast, probably the next podcast, going to go into how to labor naturally with a posterior positioned bubs. But something that I want to kind of brief here is that if it's the optimal position for your babe to be is posterior, you probably will have a slightly longer labor. You probably will have a labor that is a bit more intense than some other women and a labor that is, um, you know, quite um, indicative of a posterior labor with the back pain, with the no rest in between contractions, etc. And as I said, we'll go deep into that on the next podcast. Um, but it is something that, okay, cool, this is the optimal position for my babe. This is just the way that my labor is supposed to go. My baby can and will still come out vaginally, even though their optimal position is a posterior position. So that's something that I just wanted to make really clear. Now, can baby be in a suboptimal position? The answer is absolutely yes. You, if your babe is meant to be in a posterior position and they're in an anterior position, that's going to be just as you know potentially problematic as a baby in a posterior position that is meant to be in an anterior position. So when I talk about this, what is actually going on? What's going on is that the baby's not being naughty, the baby's not being intentionally annoying or anything like that, which is often what we um, unfortunately hear. No, that is not actually what's happening. What's happening is that at 33 weeks, babies intuitively want to start moving into their optimal fetal position. It's not like it it happens at 33 weeks, bang, baby turns, but they start making their way to the optimal position, feeling out the pelvis, feeling out the ligaments, feeling out the uterus, figuring out what the heck they want to do moving forward, how they want to exit this pelvis. Now, Unfortunately, if we don't have enough space in the uterus for at this gestation, babes to be moving into their optimal position, then babies quite literally get stuck in the uterus. They quite literally cannot and do not have the space to move into the optimal position. So what this will look like is babe then being in a suboptimal position, which honestly you're not going to know because you don't know what your pelvis shape is and you don't know what your optimal position is. There are a few things that we can indicate it though. So no, this is not babe's fault. What this actually is quite often is that we have an imbalance in the ligaments and the muscles that surround the uterus and the pelvis. So the ligaments and muscles attach from the uterus to different bones and joints, etc. And these are what really help create space and guide baby into the optimal position for your individual pelvis. Now, if these ligaments are out of balance, they can actually decrease the amount of space in the uterus. So what this looks like specifically, I'm going to break down two different ligaments here that we mainly talk about at Natural Birth Co. Firstly is our round ligaments. They attach from the top of the uterus to the inside of the pubic bone at the front. Now, when they are balanced, they help the uterus from rocking back and forth. But when they are imbalanced, you imagine these ligaments are tight, so they're shorter. And then as that uterus grows and grows and grows, we can actually feel a fair bit of twinginess and pain in the front of the uterus through those ligaments. And it's often quite a specific um, localized 
space that you're feeling the pull in and the stretch in. And women say they often feel this when they do something like a cat cow in the arch position or they do a puppy pose or something like that in yoga. They feel this pulling at the top of their uterus. And this is often a sign of tight round ligaments. So if you imagine that these ligaments are attached to the top of the uterus and they're shorter than what they should be, they are pulling down the top of the uterus. They are decreasing the amount of space at the top of the uterus. This can be one of the first indicators um, or one of the first things, sorry, to decrease the amount of space in the uterus, preventing babes to move into the optimal position. The second thing is our broad ligament. Our broad ligament attaches from one side um, of the sacrum at the back of the woman, the sacrum, the tailbone, attaches from one side, wraps around the majority of the uterus. It's a really wide ligament and attaches to the other side of the sacrum. Now, again, when this um, ligament is balanced, it guides baby into the optimal position and help keeps the uterus um, have some sort of structure and not be flopping around everywhere. Now, when this... Um, this ligament is tight. Not only does it pull on the sacrum, which one, decreases mobility of the sacrum, which is not positive for a natural birth experience, um, but two, it pulls the majority of the uterus in towards the sacrum, which decreases the amount of space because it's literally compressing the uterus with a tight ligament. So again, this is decreasing the amount of space that baby has available for them to move into the optimal position. So a sign of this ligament being tight is having pain in the sacroiliac joints at the back, so the joints that are on either side of the tailbone, and then also having um, pain when baby does a big almighty kick. When baby does a big kick into a tight ligament, quite often it can be a bit of a twinge for the mother. So um, that is another sign of a tight broad ligament all the way until the end and I do feel like the pregnancy specific is quite important because we do do we do very specific movements and balances and stretches to prepare the specifically pregnant and birthing woman now I know with natural natural birth co yoga specifically we do lots and lots of movements that are specific towards bringing balance into these individual um, ligaments that surround the uterus and the pelvis and the muscles as well now, um, if you're feeling symptomatic, and by this I mean pelvic girdle pain, pain in the sacroiliac joints, pain in the symphysis pubis at the front, if you've got pain in the round ligaments, which are the two skinny ones that run from the top of the uterus to the inside of the pubic bone, if you've got pain when the baby kicks, these are really dead set indicators that those two ligaments are out of balance and they are going to decrease the amount of space baby has to be in the optimal position for you. So in that circumstance, I would really recommend the Body Balance Workshop. The Body Balance Workshop um, includes a 30-minute flow that's expected to do daily to bring balance into the ligaments. Now, the, these um, movements are very specific towards targeting these birthing and pregnancy ligaments and muscles specifically. We use a bunch of different midwifery techniques and yogic postures, yogic philosophy stuff. Um, in addition, we do lots of pelvic floor work and um, education and um, stuff like that in the workshop. So that's also available to you as well. On top of all this, it's really important to have great posture throughout your pregnancy. And this includes how you sit stand and lay. And obviously in the body balance workshop, we go into this pretty deeply, but 
outside of that, even if you're not experiencing these symptoms, really important that you're being very aware of your posture. We're perfectly stacking the spine. We're stacking the shoulders on top of the hips. We are... um, keeping our legs in alignment. We're putting equal weight through both of our legs. We're not getting up and down with one leg all the time. Being very equal and intentional and aware of how our body feels in certain movements and really listening to that and trusting that. Trying not to cross our legs, all of that sort of stuff is really important to embody through pregnancy. And it can be really difficult because, you know, you're tired already and you're already wanting to fully lax on the couch and fully um, switch off at the end of the day. However, it's important to not do it and just remind yourself, okay, this is only for the sake of my pregnancy. This is only for the span of the nine months or however long you've got left of your pregnancy. It's not forever. It is for the sake of your birth and for the sake of your baby. Just sit up straight. Try not to lounge into your lounge. Better yet, don't even sit in a lounge because it's just too tempting to not lounge into it. Amazing. So that concludes our optimal fetal position podcast and the posterior bubs myth. Thank you so much for joining us and tune into the next podcast to hear about if you do have a posterior babe before birth and that is the optimal position for your babe, how you can efficiently labor with your posterior babe. We go through a bunch of tips and tricks. See you there. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group, so you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.